Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor, how are you doing today? Doing great, Chase. Good. Uh, uh, excited to continue this uh, Shepherd Talk podcast. And we're going to talk today about a column you wrote recently entitled, Who Will Go? And you started that column with a story from World War II. And so kind of share that story with us and we'll jump into our talk. Well, uh, it, it was Winston Churchill. Churchill, one of my favorite yeah, guys in history. Y'all have heard me talk about him a lot. But Churchill uh, had an incredible wit, but he also had this remarkable gift of inspiration uh, to people um, and his great-grandson by the way has written a book about his faith really? uh, uh-huh. as well that's uh, very interesting but um, at, at a time when England was under severe attack you know from uh, Germany um, they needed to rally and um, they needed to increase the production of coal to just support the war effort and so they called they asked uh, Churchill would you kind of motivate and enlist uh, support of uh, the labor leaders uh, so we can get this done. And uh, so he he was speaking to them, and at the end of his presentation, he kind of painted a picture of the future, what it might be like. And he asked them to picture in their minds at the end of the war that there would be a parade and it would be held in Piccadilly Circus. And uh, he said the first group you would see would be the sailors who had kept the, the vital sea lanes open during the war. And he said then there, there would come after that uh, uh, those who had come home from the shores of Dunkirk and had gone on to defeat Rommel in Africa. And he said and then there'd be the pilots, you know, who had driven the Luftwaffe out of the sky. But he said last of all, he said there would come a long line of sweat-stained, soot-streaked men in miner's caps. And someone, he said, would cry out from the crowd, where were you during the critical days of the struggle? And from 10,000 throats, he said, would come the answer, we were deep in the earth with our faces to the coal. You know, not all the jobs in the church are prominent and glamorous. And that's the reason I told that story. But often the, the most important work of the kingdom is done by those that nobody is seeing. Right. And those that are behind the scenes, and without that, we couldn't we couldn't accomplish the purpose that God has given us. Right, you know, Pastor here at Ridgecrest, we say all the time that we believe God's given us a mission to reach, build, and connect. And really, what we're talking about today centers a lot in connecting to the mission and purpose of God and serving within the church. And there's really many ways and many opportunities for those that are listening to serve here at Ridgecrest or serve in their local church. And so let's just kind of talk about serving in the church just a little bit. And, you know, sometimes um, it's just hard for people to do that. And so let's start by just kind of talking about what are some common things that keep people from serving in the church? Well, there are a bunch. Uh, Well, let's just talk about two or three of them, one of which is a lot of times people uh, say, I, I'm not qualified. Yeah. I don't have the skills. I don't know. They need people to teach or they need people to do this or they need people to do that. And I don't have those skills. Or I'm afraid they're going to ask me to do something that I, <laughs> I don't have the skills to do. And so a lot of it is uh, a, a kind of an insecurity in the sense that that's so important what they're doing. Right. They probably need somebody that have has more gifts or more abilities or more talents. By the way, that's not true. Right. And frankly, you can see that in the way Jesus selected the disciples. You know, Jesus didn't 
select what the world would have said the most gifted, most talented, cream of the crop kind of leaders. Right. He picked out of the common man is right. what he did. He didn't yeah. pick the theologians, right. you know, the preachers of that day, right. uh, or the scholars of that day. Uh, he he picked the common men, and he invested in them so that they could do the common work of the kingdom. Much of the work of uh, and mission of God uh, will only be uh, fulfilled through the work of the common uh, servant of God, not some the great leaders. Thank God for the Billy Grahams of the world and all of these. Right. But the work will be done by those whose faces are deep in the coal mine for the kingdom of, of God. And so a lot of people think, well, I just don't have the goods. I don't have the stuff. Some of it is, on the other hand, some of it is uh, people say, well, I've just got too much on my plate. Yeah. My schedule's busy, and, you know, we're all busy people today. Life is busier than it's ever been, and there are a lot of reasons. That may be the subject of another podcast. But a lot of times it's because, well, I've just got so much doing, and I don't want to, I've heard this over here, I don't want to make a commitment that I can't fulfill. And uh, I would just say this, the greatest commitment anybody can ever make, first of all, is to commit their life to Jesus Christ as Savior. Right. The second is to commit themselves to fulfilling the mission of the kingdom of God. And that comes through serving God in some manner. So if a person then says, oh, I'm just, I've got too much on my plate to serve, then they probably need to examine their plate. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> God actually created us to serve his purposes. And yeah. so if your plate is so busy that you can't serve, I don't want to offend you or hurt your feelings, but you probably need to look at your plate and determine how you can kind of read. So I think those are two of the major things, Um, feeling of, you know, I'm not adequate to do it. And secondly, um, my plate is just too full. Yeah, you know, you go on in this column and you you write about a specific thing about D.L. Moody and his life and coming... Uh, some things that he wrote next to verse Isaiah 6, 8, which, you know, in that moment where the Lord asked, you know, uh, saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And then Isaiah responds, here am I, send me. And I love what you write right here. I've never heard this until I read this, but Dale Moody wrote next to that verse, I'm only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. Wow, that's a powerful um, line in that. And so as we think about serving in the church, first off, an amazing thought that the God of the universe gives us an opportunity to be a part of his plan and fulfill his mission here on this earth. But how can a person figure out where they can serve? Where do they fit? How do you figure those things out? And kind of where do you start? Where, where If someone's listening today, how could they start in this process of serving? Well, that's good. And in the, that is a great line, Moody. Uh, I mean, when I read that uh, years ago, I thought, wow, that is famous. I, I can't do it all, but I, I'm I can do something, and because of the grace of God, I will do what I can for the kingdom of God. Right. Which leads to the question you just asked. So how do I know? Okay, so I agree with that. You yeah. know, God, here I am. Send me. Here I yeah. am. Use me. But God, how do I get started? First of all, first thing a person has to do is just say, Lord, uh, whatever, wherever, whenever. That's good. Uh, Lord, I, I will do whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to do it, and whenever you want me to do it. Now, the whenever is pretty easy to answer because the time is always, the time to serve God is always now. Right. But uh, the whatever uh, is the one that we kind of we kind of uh, struggle with. And how does a person find the whatever? Uh, 
this is not overly profound, but I, my discovery uh, through the years has been find just find something that you can start serving. See, it yeah. may be some menial service in the church uh, that you consider, well, this isn't a big deal, but just start serving. Start someplace. Uh, it may be a door greeter, for example, in a church. It right. may we we run shuttles, you know, through our parking. It may be a shuttle driver. Uh, it may be, for example, somebody. In, I'm just using some examples for us. It may be somebody who serves at our coffee bar, serving right. coffee to people on Sunday mornings, that sort of thing. The point is, it may be a, a, a Bible study teacher or something like. The point is, you may not say, "Well, I don't know what I'm skilled at or what I'm gifted at," and I get that. Right. But the way you find that is you just start with something. Yeah. And when you start with something, I believe you will gravitate to the somethings that you're uh, gifted at. Yeah. Oftentimes you find it by the burdens you have. Yeah. Um, I shared in our staff uh, recently uh, that uh, over the years I learned that when people would come to me and say, you know, Pastor, I have a burden for us that we need to be and then they would name something that they felt like uh, God wanted us to be doing. Well, that may be true, but it may not be something God has uh, spoken to me about or moved me in. And so, but I began to learn something, and that is, well, if they're very passionate about it, maybe that God has put that burden on them because they are the ones to do that. And I would often say to them, hey, that sounds great. Why don't you investigate how God might use you right. in that way? That's good. And that way it takes the burden uh, that they have and it translates it to a service or ministry that God might want them to be engaged in. So I would just say, uh, don't worry about having it all figured out. Say yes to God. God, I'll serve you. Yes. God, here's a place I can plug in. It may not be what I do. I'll find out. Right. But here's a place that I can plug in because I want to serve you so much that I will I will start anywhere I can be used. Uh, and remember, Jesus had a principle. He said the way up with God is is down. Hmm. You know. Yeah. So we start out in that servant role, and then we let God determine what happens next. So find a place to serve, even if you don't feel like you've got the gifts or abilities, but there's a need. If right. there's a need, that's what D.L. Moody would say. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it all, but I could do something, and there's something I can do, so I'll do it by the grace of God. Yeah. That reminds me, Pastor, of just uh, when I was right out of high school and in college, really felt God lead me to be more involved and serve in the church. And I remember going to just different people in the church at the time here at Ridgecrest and saying, hey, I'd be willing to help in children's ministry or, or student mm -hmm. ministry and, and serve in different ways. And I remember th those people coming back to me and telling me, all right, here's some opportunities. I remember going and trying it and figuring it out and real quickly could tell, like, you know, it, God had given me certain gifts and passions and patience for yeah. <laughs> different yeah. areas. And, and, and every role's different. And, and God made it clear and, and really burned made clear the burden in my heart for where he wanted me um, to yeah, serve. Yeah, and that's good. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, the the first thing you got to say, I want to serve you, God, so I'll serve here or I'll serve there. But you will gravitate yeah. toward what God has really equipped you to do, and you'll discover that. But, but rarely does a person discover it by just saying, I'm waiting, yeah. I'm waiting, I'm yeah. waiting. 
you got to get in and start serving, and then God honors that, yeah. and then God helps move us. Uh, and and by the way, in all of those things, you I know you would testify. God was training me, right. and I didn't even realize it, but He was training me for what it was He wanted me to do. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, Pastor, when you think about serving, and we've talked about some common things that keep people. Um, from serving you know there's a lot of people within our church there's a lot of opportunities to serve Um, but again there's just some discouragement there's some things that are tough there's some things that keep those people from getting into um, what's going on so what would you say just as a way of encouraging those that are discouraged just to jump in those common things that we talked about earlier you know what would you tell tell to somebody if they felt like they're not adequate what would you say to somebody that doesn't you know how how do you make time all that kind of stuff well i would say first of all uh, none of us are adequate that's why we have the grace of god that's right you know, paul says this great line he says i thank god that he put me in the ministry hmm. not that i was gifted and qualified right but that he he saved me and so he put me in the ministry all of us are called to ministry that's right now you serve on our staff uh I'm the pastor. We have vocational callings, right. and I think there's a that is a specific kind of calling uh, identified in the scripture. But it doesn't make it more important than the callings to service and ministry that all believers have. That's good. Yeah, and um, and so a person. I, I remember when I was called to ministry, I didn't feel adequate. There are still times over 40 years now. Right. There are still times when. I stand up and I think, God, I'm not adequate. I don't, I don't, and that's when I'm reminded it's not about my adequacy. It is about Christ's calling and his equipping and his enabling. That's, that's an important word yeah. in service. He will enable you to do what he wants you to do if you will step up for whatever that may be. It may be rocking babies. It yeah. may be, you know, <laughs> Uh, teaching uh, in uh, uh, children's uh, ministry. It may be working in student ministry or something like that. But the enablement to do is what overcomes the inadequacy, but it's his enablement, and God waits for us to say yes, yes. So I would say those people feel inadequate. Um, Your adequacy isn't in you. It is in Christ. And he will grow you and enable you, but not until you step up and start saying, God, here am I, send me, right. I'll do it. I, I'm not much, you don't have much to work with, but here I am. Look at again at the disciples, Right. you know, you wouldn't have picked them, I wouldn't right. have picked them, right. but Jesus picked them. Yeah. And their willingness to say yes enabled them to change the world. Yeah. It's true for all of us. The other thing, if a person's schedule is just too busy, you got to be honest about what the real priorities are. Yeah, that's good. You just got to sit down and be honest about what are real priorities. We don't have to do everything the world tells us we have to do. By the way, your kids, if you're a parent, don't have to do everything the world tells you, or even your peers tell you. Your kids have to do. It's not going to. It's not going to wreck little Junior's psyche if you say no to him about yeah. something. So, you have to look at the at your plate. And you got to be real honest. And you say, there are some things that are good, but not necessary. And so you have to, you've heard the old uh, idea of exchanging the good for the best. So that's what you really have to get down to say, 
what's the best right. and not settle for the good. And then you find things that have to be taken off the plate in order for the best things to be on the plate. And we cannot and we must not let culture, culture set that agenda yeah, of what is best and what is good. Nor should we let the people in our world determine what is good yeah. versus what is best. But we, we sincerely say, God, you give me wisdom about that. And a lot of times we know we're just not always sure we want to give up the good for the ultimate best. So I would say, you know, examine, examination, uh, be honest about priorities, and then determine what do I give up and what do I keep. They're trade-offs. Right. Uh, just trade-offs. That's right. and, and there always will be in life. You have right. to trade some things off. Yeah. You know, there's a passage, Acts 4, 13, that just talking about what we've said about the disciples today, you know, it says now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. You know, the I love that passage and how being with Jesus is what transformed the disciples to do what they did. And uh, the same is true for us. Isn't that a great verse? I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a great verse because anybody out there listening who says, I could, you know, I just don't have the stuff. That verse right there, yeah. you know, ought to become your motto because you may not have the stuff, but he does. That's good. And all he, all he looks for, all Jesus looks for is availability yeah. because he can take care of the rest if we are available to him. Yeah. Well, if you're listening today, we want you to know that God does have uh, a plan and purpose for your life and a place for you to serve. And so here at Ridgecrest, if there's any questions or any ways that we can help connect you to that mission and connect you and different opportunities to serve, please reach out to any of our staff members and we can help uh, do that. Pastors, we wrap up today. I know you have a one last free resource and I think it's on passion, which goes into uh, some thoughts and serving. And so share that with our listeners. Well, and by the way, there's no better way to say just if you've got passion to do it. Right. And this resource is entitled, entitled The Power of Passion, What Passion Does for Us, How it, uh, It's kind of a, a spiritual catalyst, and that passion, I, I believe, uh, is connected to the Holy Spirit's operation in our life as well. But this resource, Power of Passion, we'd love to make it available to our listeners uh, out there. And uh, in order to get it, all you have to do, it's free. There are no strings attached. All you got to do is contact us by email, at uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org, shepherdtalk at uh, rbcdothan.org. If you will just write to us and say, hey, I'd like the free resource, The Power of Passion, and we'll be happy uh, to get that uh, to you. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hope this is being a blessing to you as well. Yeah, thanks, Pastor. And again, thank you for listening. We'd love for you to like and share and give us a review on this podcast. And again, if there's anything in the area of service that we can do and help you connect to that here at Ridgecrest, we'd love to have that conversation in the days ahead. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.